Welcome to Full of Herself podcast, the podcast about the female experience for the female experience. I'm your host, Alexa Martinez. This podcast is for women who want more, women who are unwilling to settle for anything less than juicy and aligned success. Together with my amazing guests, we will deep dive into the journey, the story, growth, fuck-ups, and everything in between. My hope for you after spending some time with us here at Full of Herself is to own your story, to stop waiting to live and create a life that you love, and hopefully walk away just a little bit more full of yourself. This is Full of Herself podcast. Let's dive in. All right. Hello, lovely ones. Welcome to another episode of Full of Herself podcast. I am so excited for this episode today because I am joined by another spicy Latina Aquarius sister. I have like, I feel like I've had so many spicy Aquarius has come on and join me on full of herself. So to have another one is truly, truly exciting and truly a treat. So today I have Amber Matos Gonzalez, wealth coach for visionaries. And I am so excited to have you on today, babe. How are you? Welcome. Thank you, Alexa. I'm so happy to be another Aquarius Latina. (laughs) Yes. On, on the podcast. Um, I'm feeling good today. I'm so happy to be here. Um, yeah, I just super excited to connect with you to connect with your audience and just talk more about what's going on in my world, what's going on in your world and just yes. bring a, a new perspective. To the yes, yes. And I can already feel like the buzzy energy. So I'm really excited for today's chat. So you are joining us from Puerto Rico, correct? Yes, I am. Guayama, specifically. (laughs) Amazing, beautiful. And you actually just arrived back in Puerto Rico, correct? Like you've just been there for the past few weeks because you have been traveling. Like you would can kind of consider yourself like a digital nomad, someone who like really loves adventure. I always see you like at your waterfalls looking all good in your bikini and all this stuff. So like you've just arrived back home. So how is that? How has that been being back home? Uh, I would say very healing, very heart opening, also very triggering. I feel the the past can relate, (laughs) right? The past year was like my first time away from my family in terms of I'm not living with them. I'm living within my own space and they were living in Puerto Rico and I was living in Florida. So this is our first time living together again, again, in the same space. So a lot of stuff, like we've obviously evolved and changed in a year. So a lot of stuff comes up, right? Um, A lot of, especially when you're living with your, with your parents, specifically like my mom. But other than that, it's been really beautiful to connect with them on this new, like in this new way. And we've been doing a lot of nature activities, a lot of healing together, a lot of just figuring out like where we're all at individually Mm -hmm. and how we can work together and support each other Mm -hmm. to like evolve into the next version of ourselves. And it's really beautiful to do that as a family. Like, I think that's so healing. So I'm really happy to be here with them again. I'm going to be here until January. They want me to stay longer, obviously, but I'm ready to (laughs) spread my wings and continue flying. Um, But I don't really know where I'm headed after this just kind of, I have a lot of options and just going to let that intuitive nudge show up and arise when it does. Yes. Yes. And we're going to get into 
everything that's next. I can't wait to just like dive into everything. So I love that. And I can resonate so much with being back home as you know, and as the listeners know, I have been back home. It has now been four months that I have been back in the U S from Australia. So I can resonate with loving your family so much, being so excited to be back in their energy and in their space. And also just being like, holy shit, you are the biggest fucking pain in the ass. So it's both. And like, it's amazing. And it's also sometimes triggering, like it's, it's everything. And, and we get to have like the full experience. So I love that. And I love that you're getting to spend some really beautiful quality time after your first year kind of out and about and, and exploring. And, and we'll chat about what that's looked like. So as I mentioned in the beginning, when I introed you, you are a wealth coach. And when I I first found your profile on Instagram, I was so intrigued. Um, and I, I just loved your content and I loved your perspective. And so tell me a little bit about, you know, obviously you work with visionaries, you teach people how to feel empowered with their money, but tell me a little bit about what being a wealth coach kind of means for you. Right. Because I know in the coaching space, um, and as women who want to create impact and, and who just have our unique way of doing things like our brand of coaching is different than everyone else's. So tell me what, for you, what does it mean for you to be a wealth coach? And what does it mean for you to get to work with your clients? Like, I'm just curious to hear from, from your brain. Yes. So to me, being a wealth coach goes far beyond the financial aspect. Like I focus a lot of my work on wealth embodiment, which isn't just finances, right? Like I will dive deep into the strategy, deep into the financial literacy. Like I love that stuff, but what really fuels me and what I find creates the biggest results for my clients is the wealth embodiment piece. And wealth embodiment is really about coming back home to yourself, like unpeeling and uncovering all those layers of limiting beliefs, of trauma, of uh, thoughts that are holding you back from really creating heaven on earth, which just means like a life that you fucking love for yourself and for others. So it's really about shedding all of that, all of that old skin, all of the things that no longer serve us and stepping into our soul's most authentic selves. And creating wealth through that, right? Like the financial abundance comes when we are tapped into our desires when we are tapped into our purpose when we are tapped into our joy and our abundance. That's not necessarily tied to money, but it's just a byproduct of us going after what we want and being in alignment with our soul's deepest desires. And so to me, being a wealth coach, wealth coach means guiding people and helping people journey back into their soul so that they can uncover those deepest desires and then creating a plan with them that is aligned with those desires so that they know how to execute that beautifully and create the financial abundance that they desire in order to live out and create that life and create heaven on earth. Oh my gosh. I freaking love that. Okay. Amazing. So like, and this is why it's so important. I feel like to have these conversations where we can get to go a little bit deeper and I'm sure people on in your community know this about you, but like, I love being able to like flesh this out and be like, no, but what is, what does wealth mean? Because if someone just came across your Instagram and like found you, they'd be like, Oh, she just teaches people how to like have a better relationship with money. And it's like, that's literally a, a byproduct of like, I love that you said returning to yourself. Like I use that, that kind of 
term or that like saying a lot as well. Like, what does it look like when we truly return to ourself? And like, as you were kind of speaking, it's like, I always say this, like abundant is like your birthright. And so it's like wealth and like earning money and like being a wealthy person is like your natural state of being. And I just feel like that's such a countercultural, especially as people of color, such a countercultural idea and narrative, because that's not something that we're told whatsoever, right? We're only told that wealth and success comes from like extreme hard work and like these, these, these outside things. And if you're lucky or whatever it is, you know, all these different boxes that we have to tick. And so I love this idea of returning to oneself is the thing that, you know, empowers wealth and allows you to step into more wealth. And so, I mean, what does it look like for you to kind of arrive at this place? Because obviously this isn't a, um, a typical kind of like, you know, mindset to have when it comes to money. And I think especially as a woman of color, and we were kind of having a conversation before we even started recording the podcast about, um, you know, growing up as people of color and and how that affected even just like what we enjoyed growing up and and so on and so forth. So for you, what does it look like for you to arrive at this place? Like, have you always just kind of had this sense or like, tell us about your journey of, of arriving at this, this kind of mindset and, and being able to teach this. So it's really interesting being back in Puerto Rico because this happens every time I'm back here, but you are around this outdated mindset, outdated mindset to you because you've done so much work that you see it as like, whoa, it's kind of like, um, kind of like culture shock, but really just, it brings you back to where you were before this journey. And so for me growing up, I always knew that I wanted to be rich. Like I always knew I wanted to have a lot of money right? And I was really good in school. And so my avenue for making a lot of money was to get straight A's, like do really good in school, go to college and get a really good job. And then like, just that was it really. That was like my plan, right? You just yep. go to college, you, you get a, you get a good it. job. And then <laughs> <laughs> that's right. like every brown kid's plan. <laughs> right. And you don't even think like I, when I think about it now, I didn't think beyond the job piece. Like I didn't think how I was actually going to create financial abundance. And now I understand that making a lot of money doesn't equal wealth, right. doesn't equal, um, just having generational wealth. It just doesn't mean that. So I, started with that mentality of, I, I, I know that I'm going to be rich. And I had this, this mentality of like, if I just work hard, if I just go to school, if I get a good job, like I'm going to be set, I'm going to have a good, like, it's, I'm going to have a good life. Like, that's what I want. But looking back at it now, it was always, what do I need to do? Like, what job do I need to have? How, what does my behavior need to do need to be in order for me to have the money that I need to have? And my work now it's so the opposite it's like going within and figuring out who do you need to be yourself what do you need to feel what is your what are your desires and what are your what's your purpose and going from there versus like trying to find what is out there that's going to make you rich that's going to make you wealthy and so for me it really i want to say it was around like my um senior year of high school, where I discovered the financial literacy world. Mm. And it was like, I got my first credit card and I started 
learning about personal finance and I fell in love with it. And I decided to change my major from, um, I think it's like chem or biology. I wanted to become a doctor because right. That's what we are of course, <laughs> told is where the money's at. Right. So I'm like, I want to be rich. My dad would always be like, Oh, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to become a lawyer? Are you going to become a doctor? Right? The two options. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And even my aunt stopped by the other day. And the first question she asked me after not seeing me for over a year was, what are you doing? Are you in finance? And I was just like, why is this the priority? Like, why is this the first thing that you want to talk to me about? Right. So anyways, that's a whole nother topic, but I was going to become a doctor because I'm good at school. Right. That's what I was telling myself. I'm good at school. I can, I can, hold it down for eight plus years and become a doctor and make a lot of money. It's fine. I can do that. But then I found the personal finance space. I fell in love with it. And I realized that although this information is out there, right? Like I learned about building credit within a week. And I was like, why, if this information is out there, why did my family struggle with building credit? Why does my family, why did my mom go into bankruptcy? Like, why, why is that a thing? And then I got really curious and really inspired to help my community and just like everyone, especially young people, find the importance of becoming financially literate at a young age so that they can avoid all these things that I watched my uh, family go through and experience as adults and, and the stress that came with lack of financial literacy and poor financial decisions. So that was like where I was like introduced to the personal finance space. And simultaneously, like a semester after joining college, I was just like, started diving into spirituality through the law of attraction, just like surface level thing. Um, I love the law of attraction, but it was like the secret, you know, it was like very, uh, I watched the documentary. (laughs) Exactly. I watched a documentary. It was like, oh, think happy thoughts, think positive thoughts, be grateful. And then you can have what you want. And so I was like, this is kind of like silly, but it wouldn't hurt to try. So I started doing it and I started seeing the results. This was actually like in high school, but I didn't actually take spirituality seriously until college. And that's when I started doing the shadow work, the, the awareness piece was like a big part for me where I started realizing like, what are my thoughts around this? And I started actually watching them, uh, go on in my head and what are the sensations that come in my body that come into my body when I talk about money or when I um, am around people who don't appreciate me or don't like value me like what is going on right and I just started developing this awareness around myself and what I really wanted to do with my life and it didn't look like working as a doctor or a traditional nine to five it really looked as me following my desires, no matter what that looked like. And so I made a pact with myself that I would devote my life to doing what I loved and going after my desires wholeheartedly. Like, I don't care what they're doing, what you're doing, what everyone else thinks I should be doing. I'm going to do me and I'm going to go after what I want. And that's it. Like, period. Yes. So that was a lot. but. Yeah, that's where I kind of started and then where I'm at now and what sparked my my interest and passion in becoming a wealth coach and helping people not only with that financial literacy piece, but helping visionaries like see this really beautiful big life for themselves Mm. 
but have the, this conditioning and stories that are holding them back from experiencing that. Mm, I love that. I mean, so much there, obviously to like unpack and there's like a bajillion different directions that we can go. Um, so how long have you been in the coaching space, like doing this wealth coaching? Yeah. So I first started as like a financial content creator. So I've been doing that for about two years, but as a coach one ish. Okay. Amazing. Love. And how have you found is like being a woman of color in particular, speaking about topics like money and being in the coaching arena, just because I asked this because I mean, the coaching industry is saturated obviously with white faces in particular, white women, and in particular within money coaching or wealth coaching, or I mean, personally, I'm not a huge fan of the term money mindset, but money mindset coaching, like all of this stuff, you just see white women saying like, let me teach you how to make money. Let me teach you how to make money. Like all of these different things. And I'm like, girl, no. (laughs) So I'm just curious for you as a woman of color. And also just this beautifully unique perspective that you have in terms of what wealth looks like this deeply spiritual, intuitive kind of process, um, that still, that still comes to a bottom line of no, 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 we're going to make money. Like I want to be rich. Like, I love that you started off saying like from a young age, I knew I always wanted to be rich, that I was going to be rich. Like, fuck yes. I love that. But like, what has your experience been like, um, stepping into this space as like a woman of color and speaking about topics that predominantly, you know, have been like you know, white topics. (laughs) In the beginning, I encountered a lot of limiting beliefs around will people see me? Will people hear me? Will people find my perspective and my opinion valuable? Mm. Because like you said, the space is very saturated with a lot of white coaches. And so there's not a lot of people that I can look up as examples that yeah. are like people of color who are doing the thing, even though there are a few and I've, yeah. in the be- and I've encountered them now later in my journey, but in the beginning, it wasn't the case, right? Like everyone that I was seeing was a white coach, but I faced a lot of those limiting beliefs around, is this going to be Um, am I going to be valued, right? Am I going to be seen? Am I going to stand out? And that was a lot of internal work that I had to to work through. And actually one of my limiting beliefs around money was that like only white people have wealth, like being wealthy and being rich is a white people thing. Hmm. And that was like a big thing that I uncovered in the beginning of my money quote unquote money mindset, not really money mindset, but just diving into my relationship with money. Um, But now I, I like, I kind of have, what do you call it? I have tunnel vision right now, whereas I'm really focused on sharing my own gifts, my own wisdom, not worrying about what they're sharing, what they are doing but really sharing my perspective because when others have done that, whether they're white, whether they're Hispanic, whether they're black, that is the, the perspective, the wisdom, the, the message that has really landed and really resonated for me. When people bring a new perspective into this space, 
from their own experiences, like from their own lived experiences, not just regurgitating shit off of a fucking money mindset book. Yeah. So for me, it's been about doing more of that myself and sharing from my heart and sharing from my lived experiences, because I know that I'm not alone. And I know that others are going through the same thing as I am, or very similar things as I am. And so I may not resonate with everyone. My message may not resonate with everyone, but it will resonate with the people that it is meant to resonate with. And that's okay. Like it doesn't have to be for everybody. Mm. And understanding that for other people too, like your message may not resonate with me, like you're a coach, but your message may not resonate with me. And that's okay. Your message is going to resonate with your people. And so seeing that in others allowed me to see that in myself and share my message and my wisdom and my knowledge with more grace and confidence. Mm, yes. I love that. And I think just as I like listen to you speak, you know, in particular, just about your journey in particular, about really just like this crystal clear vision that you have for like your business and just yourself. Like there just feels like this sense of like authenticity and just like, just like alignment and, and, you know, chatting about what you've been up to and knowing that you've kind of been in this coaching space for a year now, and you've just wrapped up like your first program and all of these things like Mike and, 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 and as well, like you've been traveling and you've been kind of like really tailoring and building this life that you want, like for you, what does it look like? And I know we spoke about like, what's next and like all of these things, but like, regardless of what's next, like for you, what does it look like to, cause you, how old are you? Tell me how old are you? Not that it matters. I'm 21. Like, okay. <laughs> 21. You're 21. You're, she's a baby. That's, <laughs> um, I was like, I'm kind of, yeah. Cause I, I read in like the intake room, you're like just finishing up college. And so for you being 21, being so fucking young. Okay. Like <laughs> how do you tap into this authenticity? Like straight up, like, you know, I think, I think as women in the, in the, in the entrepreneurial space, regardless if you're in the online space, wherever you are, or just women who want more in general, I think it can be so difficult to hone in that authenticity, to have that clarity of vision, to know this is what the fuck I want. And I'm going to put those blinders on and I'm going to move forward to it without like any of the bullshit. So like for you, how do you find that clarity? Cause even just talking to you right now, I'm like, this girl knows what she wants. This is what's next. Bing, bang, boom. Like it's going to happen. And so being so young, but having this clarity of vision, like for you, where does that come from? And explain to us a little bit, like how you kind of find this authenticity and how you continue to kind of like hone it. Yeah. So it's really funny that you say that I come off as like very clear on where I'm headed because right now my vision or my future looks blurry. Mm. And that's okay. Like I've, mm. I've, I've arrived at a space where it's not about exactly where I'm headed, but how I feel and who I embody and who I'm being every single day. Like it's, it's really fun to learn to be present with the journey rather than focus on the destination. And so at first I was very focused on like that end goal, right? Like X amount of money, X amount of clients, this type of business, um, this type of life. And mm. I've learned to be very flexible with what my future looks like, what my vision looks like. Like, it's okay for me to change my mind. It's okay for me to take a different route. It's okay for things to not go as planned. And 
I think cultivating trust in myself and God, the universe, this higher power that is guiding me and supporting me every step mm-hmm. of the way has really allowed me to develop that flexibility. So how I tap into my authenticity, and this is something that's just landing for me mm. because the beginning of this year, I was caught up in comparing myself with comparing myself with other people, comparing myself with other businesses, comparing myself with people who have what I desire, who already have it, right? And I'm like still in the beginning stage and getting really comfortable with delayed gratification instead of focusing on these quantum leaps that everyone seems to be having, right? Yes, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So that was me in the beginning of the year. I was like very much looking at what everybody else was doing, trying to replicate what everybody else was doing because I saw that it was working for them. And then it got to a point where I realized that doing that was really dimming my light, really blocking my creativity, really blocking my intuition and not allowing me to access that when it came to making decisions around my business and my life. And so I was just like, fuck that. I muted the people who made me feel uh, like I needed to be that way or do what they were doing to be successful. And not to say that like jealousy is bad because I think jealousy is an invitation for us to to step into a higher version of ourselves and invite us to look at aspects that other people have that we have within ourselves too, but we just need to like spark them and bring them forward. But I I was at a space where I needed to remove myself from that environment to really go within and really find out what my intuition looked like, what my um, just embodied knowledge and wisdom was. And so that I could innovate because innovating is a big part of what I, the vision that I have for my life. Like, I don't want to just take what's in a textbook or in a book and bring it to my platform. I really want to create fresh new perspectives and create something new and beautiful. And so in order to do that, I knew that I needed to remove myself from this comparison, this jealousy, this envy that was kind of taking place there. And so really going within, like really shutting that out, shutting that off and going within that looks like guided meditations, showing up for myself every day, journaling, looks like being in community outside the social space, going to uh, full moon circles and connecting with people on an intimate level in person, which is, which is scary. I feel like nowadays when a lot of what we do is online. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom literally yesterday was like, you can't, you can't hide behind a filter. You can't keep hiding behind a filter. You have to go out and talk to people in real life because that's where like the magic happens. And that's where you can unlock a new level of healing, which is so, so true. But yeah, it took me coming back within, going within, connecting with source, connecting with myself, connecting with my higher self through all of these beautiful modalities. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like after the past two years and obviously the pandemic, like I obviously being back in Vegas for me has been really interesting because I haven't lived in Vegas for 10 years, but 
this past weekend, I got to connect with a client in person for the first time we went to this beautiful dinner. And then I went to like, see my favorite DJ. And it was like a night where like, I just had all of these like really stunning social interactions. And I think this pat these past two years have almost convinced us that like, we're okay. in this like online bubble, like we're okay. Having these interactions that are just I mean, they're beautiful. Like, you know, I met you on Instagram. Like I've met so many amazing people. I've met all of my clients on Instagram. So it's like, obviously I'm grateful for, for the interactions that I have on this app or in the online space, but it's like genuinely nothing fucking replaces in-person interaction and like the energy and the frequency and like the connection. Like I, I think for the past two years, I've literally been like talking myself into like, you're a full-blown introvert. Like you don't need, like, you don't need people, you know, like just to survive. And so to hear you say like, getting off of the online space and like going and meeting people and going and, you know, trying these different things or investing in these different things and then coming back to the online space because I'm full, because I'm clear, because I'm healing, because I'm, you know, working on my shit. It's like, it's just so refreshing. And I think like, I think especially coming out of the pandemic, regardless of how you spent the past two years, you know, for me, I was in lockdown for a very long time. Um, but whether you were traveling, whatever you were doing, like, I feel like we truly did kind of like absorb these narratives of like isolation, or at least I did. And so I love for you, you know, over these past few months, you've been well over the past year, you've been, you know, kind of creating that space to tap back into just, I don't know that normalcy or like, I, I don't know if that makes sense at all. But like, for me, that's been such a big thing. And like, I know going back to Australia, I've been talking to my partner and I'm like, I really want to get out of this like mindset of like pandemic. Like obviously there is still a pandemic happening, but at the same time, we still have to take care of ourselves and we still need people and we still need new people. Like another part of the process is like, when was the last time? Like I went to dinner with my girlfriend on the weekend and I was with six strangers and I was like, when was the last second time I was at dinner with strangers? So being able to be around people who have new perspective who are completely different than us, who teach us new things, but physically like that's so huge. Okay. Sorry for my tangent. Um, <laughs> no, no, actually I, because you shared on your ID stories today that a lot of your ideas come when you're on a walk. Right. So I find also for myself, that a lot of my downloads, my ideas, my intuitive nudges come through when I am out exploring, socializing, connecting, um, having these real life experiences, not when I'm scrolling on TikTok or scrolling on Instagram and leaving comments, you know, it's just different. It's a different vibe. And we need, if we want to unlock new, a new version of ourselves and just the new energy, then we need to step outside of our comfort zone. And it's really easy for me to fall into that isolation too, because I'm a very independent person. I would consider myself an extrovert before the pandemic. And now I'm like, it's really not hard for me to meet new people, but it's, I feel really comfortable not doing that. Right. Like I'm fine staying at home and like chilling. Like I'm really, I love my, my space and I love hanging out with myself. And it's like, I don't really need to do that. Right. Classic Aquarius. Like we are, we're fine (laughs) within ourselves. Like, it's so true. Like every single Aquarius I know is like, I'm fine. Like (laughs) I am all good. Like whether you're with me or whether you're not with me, like I am totally fine, which is just like the most Aquarius thing ever. But like, it's also kind of scary because 
falling into that complacency or falling into that pattern or that behavior of just like, I'm fine. I'm all good on my own. And like, yes, I am all fucking good on my own, but like, I don't want to always be on my own. I don't want to always have to, you know, harness my energy. And, and it's like, it's just, yeah, I love just that perspective of like, get outside of like your norm, get out. So like, you know, you, we don't even know the things that really call out the most authentic or new or whatever, you know, parts of us. And so I love that you're just like tapping into that over the past year. Um, I literally had a question right on the tip of my tongue. What was it? God damn it. I know it's right there, but in, in terms of like you showing up authentically in this past year of you really working on yourself and healing and like allowing yourself to, to do all of these different things. Um, what, what does it look like for you to step into this like new year? And I know you said you don't like have this clarity of vision, but like having that blurriness. And I feel like a lot of people listening can resonate, like not necessarily having like, okay, I know exactly what the plan is for 2022 and I'm going to execute it. But just knowing that you desire newness, like how do you move forward? Like, how do you take steps forward? And I actually remember my second question. So that'll be on deck. (laughs) So like, how do you having a little bit of blurriness or like having this kind of knowing you want newness, but not necessarily having that, like, Ooh, I know exactly. Like, how do you move forward? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I'm going to talk specifically about where I see myself in January, right? The different options that are available to me. So I'm currently spending time with my family over the holidays. And then January is my birthday. I'm not really sure if I'm going to spend it here in Puerto Rico or if I'm going to go and do stuff. I know that for my birthday, I want to have this theme around doing things that I've been putting off that I've been saying I wanted to do, but I've been putting off to like, oh, one day I'll do this. One day I'll do this. Like little, little things like I want to go to an NBA game and I want to get acupuncture done. So these little things that I'm like, I want to set aside a week or so to do. I also want to go on a Cali uh, coast road trip. And so that's really the options that I have around my birthday. But that's that's just my birthday. See, I'm such an Aquarius. Like, I just love my birthday. And I will <laughs> we talk all about my love birthday it. all day. It's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, I could have one podcast episode just around my birthday. The Aquarius pride is just, it's too much. It's honestly ridiculous. It. it is. It is. But there's, I have that option of like going back to the States and traveling the states I also want to go explore a different country maybe go back to Mexico maybe go to Colombia I just I really don't know but I do have an essence for what I want my next few months next year to look like and that's really my next the rest of my life to look like and that's going after my desires and following what's Mm. what turns me on in Mm. the moment and what's really pulling me and calling me so if come January that is to go to Colombia and live out of an Airbnb for a month or two months six months or get an apartment in Colombia then I'm going to follow that and if it's to go back to the states and get an apartment somewhere close to the mountains then I'm going to do that and so I live my life on that premise of I'm devoted to doing what turns me on what lights me up and what I desire every single moment like on a moment to moment basis so even though I may not really know what 
exactly it is that I'll be doing next year, I know that it's going to be following my desires. And I know that it's going to be me following my turn on. So it's kind of like having that just essence of what you want for your life, not necessarily having this big picture vision with every single plan laid out. Although if you're a Virgo, and that's like your jam, then cool. (laughs) But just having this essence, I think is really helpful for me. Well, and it's interesting because like in that is like a strategy in itself. It's like my desires are my non-negotiables and that's how I live my life. Like, you know, even though it might not for a Virgo or for someone who is more structured, it might be like, well, holy shit, this girl has no clue what's happening in the next three months. And it's like, no, I know exactly what's happening in the next three months. I know that I'm honoring my desires and that is the non-negotiable. Okay. I remember what my next question is. And I am like so fascinated with generation Z y'all are like, brilliant. And I've actually interviewed a couple of other just fire entrepreneurs who are also generation Z who are, you know, 19, 20, 21, just like fucking killing it. And I'm like, huh, I'm sorry. When I was 19, I was like, not doing any of this. Um, and so like, I want to just like pick your brain a little bit on this. Cause I'm just curious, like, what do you think it is about your generation? Like you're 21 fucking years old girl like, no. Okay. Um, so like, what do you think it is about this generation? Like y'all are just so switched on. Like y'all are like, no, I'm just going to start a business. I'm, I'm 20 years old. Like, I'm like, sorry, what? Like, I'm just truly blown away and so fascinated by just like the determination, the clarity, the maturity. Um, so like, what do you think it is about your generation that just makes y'all like such go-getters and just, I don't even know the word. Like, honestly, it's just wild to watch you guys do your thing. But like, yeah, give me some insight into that. Well, how old are you? I'm 29. So I'm millennial. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not that much older, but like almost a decade older. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, you look 21. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and I actually saw that you interviewed my girl Shine from Designed by Shine. No, she, that's I- who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Literally. <laughs> a no for me. It's no, I can't handle her. Every time she posts something, I'm like this 19 year old girl. No, I can't handle. Like I've just hype her up every day because she just blows me away. And then I literally had no clue that you were 21. So like knowing that you're 21 and you're out here, like teaching people about like financial literacy, like, I'm sorry, what? Like it just absolutely blows me away because like, yeah, whether it's technology or it's access, whatever it is like, you know, I just remember when I was that age and it's like, yeah, I had aspirations to like, you know, help people and save the world and all these different things. But I also didn't have like an, you know, I also didn't have access. i had no clue that the coaching industry even existed. I, I thought there was like soccer coaches. That's like my extent of what coaching was. And so to see y'all stepping up in this space with so much authority, that's the thing. It's like, you're not even like, it's not even like, yeah, I'm 19. Like I'm 21. Like it's like, no, 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 no. Like pay me. And like, seriously. So I'm just like blown away. So like, give me some insight and for you, like what it's like being a part of Gen Z and like, why do you think there's just such a community of like badass Gen Zers? Oh my God. I love this question. But the reason I bring up design by shine is because shine created the, my brand, like she designed my brand. So I love her. She's literally a powerhouse, just like multi-passionate entrepreneur at its finest. She's like your example of a multi-hyphenate. She's amazing. But this is such an amazing question. I really, (laughs) 
I believe that it's a combination of the technological advancements that we have had over the past like 20 years. I mean, yeah, like just, just the last 30 years, not even, we've had so much, technology has evolved so much. And yeah. so there's that aspect of like, we have more tools to share, connect and express ourselves in a new way. Then there is the information piece. So with the technological advancements, having more access to information and being having more options, whereas before we were kind of limited in what we could pursue, kind of, whereas now everything is at your fingertips. All of this information is at your fingertips. And it's just a matter of what do you want to learn more about? What do you want to expand upon? And following that interest and passion and diving deeper. And there's also a lot of amazing millennials and just people from past generations who are paving the way and have shown us what's possible. And so having those examples of what can be created is really has been a portal for me because a lot of my mentors are not Gen Z. They're older people, not mostly millennials. Like my coaches are millennials. Um, People in the space that I have relationships with are millennial. And so they have really paved the way for what's possible and what I can really do. And I think what would take us to the next step and allow us to evolve even more and just brighter as Gen Z is unlocking our intuition. Because with all these new technological advancements, these new innovations, these new apps and information, there is an argument for everything. There is an argument for everything. You can find a yes for this and a no for this and proof to back up every single argument. So using tapping into your intuition, cultivating your intuition and being able to discern what is right or wrong, true or false for you as an individual is going to be what allows you to unlock this new level of yourself. And I think by you raising your own consciousness, you raise the collective consciousness too. Mm. So yeah, that's my take on that. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. I love how she's like, I love how you're like, yeah, my mentors are like these old ass millennials, like these dusty ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> not dusty, not dusty at all. They've been, they've no. been possibility portals for me, really. Just like what for I sure. can step into. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I am absolutely obsessed with Gen Z. I think, I think y'all are just like such a fascinating um, generation. And I think, you know, as much as millennials, I feel like we were almost on the brink of that, like millennials are really going to do it. And not that we haven't done it. Like, I think, you know, my generation is amazing, but I, I do genuinely believe Gen Z is just kind of that next level, whether it be because of access or technology or whatever, like it really just, y'all just really have this energy of like clarity vision, like going for it, a lot of action. And so it's just, it's really, really cool to see. So with that being said, final question, 
How can people learn more about you, stalk you, work with you? Please tell us what you have going on. Are you launching anything soon? How can people like learn about this wealth embodiment? Just tell us like what's next for you in business and in life. Yeah. So I am on Instagram. That's my main platform currently at sold out journey. So S O U L E D sold out. And I'm sure Alexa will yeah, I'll tag you at it. Yeah. Um, I'm currently working with clients one-on-one. So if you're looking for that private intimate support and stepping into your next identity of wealth and really going after your desires wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. that's where you, that's where I can support you in. I'm also going to be relaunching my wealth creatrix program, which is a 12 week program all about creating a solid foundation for long-term wealth and healing your relationship with money and transforming that. So it's a blend of the energetics and the financial literacy and it's my baby and I love her so much. So she's going to be launching again in January for my birthday. It's going to be a little, a little birthday party celebration thing. Um, But I'm going to be running a sale on it around black Friday. So if that's something that, you know, that you want to get into and you want to lock, lock it in for a really good deal, then definitely follow me on Instagram and I'll share more of that. Hell yes. And what's next for you in personal life? I know you don't know exactly what's happening, but it sounds like there could be more travel, more moving, just honoring our desires. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. More travel, hundred percent, more boldness, more curiosity and self-cultivation, more learning and just unlocking yes. my gifts and what I'm here to do. Yes. I love that, babe. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I have just loved hearing like, again, just like your authority, like it, it actually makes so much sense that you are Gen Z because like the way that you just speak about like your vision, like it, it true. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, it's just this clarity of vision and this authority that these young people have, like, damn, it's just so inspiring. So, so proud of you celebrating your first year in coaching fucking bomb. Um, and everyone go connect with Amber. She's amazing. And I just can't wait to see what's next for you, babe. So thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you so much, Alexa.